Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Chapter 32 They're surrounding us! We've got to go now! Nicole screamed at Paul as Billy came to the top of the stairs. But Jordan! What about my Jordan? Paul said. Billy came up to Paul. If Molny ain't here, it's because he stopped somewhere to get something, or saw us, and is going to come back after we're gone, Mr. Baxter. This is where he does his... business. He told me there was no other place for it. Billy said. Paul looked down at Billy, then back up to Nicole. We come back then, right? When he thinks we've gone, we come back, Paul said. Nicole nodded at Paul. We come back, Paul, just as soon as we can. But if we don't get out now, we aren't ever going to, okay? She said. As if to emphasize her point, a walker slammed his head through a window, hissing and clacking its teeth. Walt and Sam each fired two rounds into its head. It went limp and hung in the glass, a shard slicing deep into its neck as the weight of its wasted body pressed down. There's more where that came from. We've got to go, Walt said. His words woke Paul from his torment, and he nodded his head. Nicole breathed a sigh and took his shoulder, directing him to the back of the house. Peering out of the window, they saw three walkers and two shufflers in the backyard advancing. Nicole grabbed the doorknob on the back door and looked at the others. We go on my mark. When we hit the yard, we form a line, shoulder to shoulder. Shoot what's in front of you. Don't worry about your left and right. Something gets in your way, double tap to the brain housing unit. Got it? Nicole said, as she tapped the side of her head. Everyone nodded, and Nicole got ready. Nicole turned the knob and threw open the door, just as more of the dead shattered windows from the front of the house. She charged out, Rifle pressed firm against her shoulder and put two rounds in a shuffler at the base of the steps, off the porch. She raised her foot and kicked it away as the others came out after her. They formed their line and moved into the yard. As the dead advanced, they fell to the disciplined shots of the group. When the yard was clear, they ran to the fence. Nicole took up a rear guard position. Up and over, double time now. Same as before. Those that's over, guard those that's coming, she said. Walt climbed the fence, landed on the other side, and took up position. As the others went over, three walkers came into the yard. When everyone was over, Sam stuck his fingers through the fence and tapped Nicole on the shoulder. She slung her rifle and climbed the fence, just as six more walkers entered the yard. She landed soft and took off at a run after the others. Nicole hit the gas and swerved the big car around two shufflers in the center of the road. We'll stop just outside of town and let things clear out. Billy, you sure he won't kill her any time soon, right? Nicole said. Billy looked out the side window. He won't kill her, he said. Nicole breathed a sigh as she tore around a corner and ran over the head of a crawler. As they got out of the neighborhood and back on the highway, things cleared out. 
Paul wrung his hands and stared out the passenger window. It's getting dark. I say we go back, get our stuff, and settle in for the night. At dawn, we make our play and get Jordan back, Nicole said. Everyone was silent as the GTO roared back down the highway. They made their camp just outside of Bay City. No one spoke as they ate a quick meal. I'll take watch. Try and get some sleep. We need to be sharp tomorrow, Nicole said. Paul did not argue. He flopped down on his sleeping bag and lay unmoving. His mind was in torment. Somewhere his Jordan was with a killer, scared and alone. He did not even try to close his eyes or to sleep, his mind not letting him rest, only serving up fresh versions of the singular nightmare of losing his daughter. Several hours later, the night hung like a shroud. A half-moon provided the only light as Billy slipped from his sleeping bag and crept away. Across from where he was sleeping, Paul watched him go. He did not rise to see where he was going. He was only glad he was gone. Paul turned and bit down hard, trying not to wish the worst for Billy. An hour later, Billy hid behind a line of bushes two houses down from Molly's. He stared into the night and saw that there were still a few walkers meandering around, but that most had wandered off. Seeing a clear shot, Billy ran over to the house and up the steps. A shuffler on the porch caught wind of him, but not before Billy threw open the door and ran inside. The shuffler bumped up against the door and began to groan and paw at it. Billy turned and went to the basement. He pulled the door closed behind him and descended. In the basement, Mulney waited. As Billy came down the stairs, Mulney began to get excited. He grabbed Billy and wrapped him in a hug. Billy looked past him to Jordan, who pressed herself against the chain link. Billy pulled free and went to her. "'You have to let me take her back, Mr. Mulney. It's not safe out there,' Billy said, without turning to face him. Mulney turned and went to his workbench. "'Yeah, I don't know, Billy. That don't sound like a good old deal for old Durham.' I let you take her. What's to stop you from not coming back to me? Mulney said. I came this time. I'll come the next, like I promised. There are walkers. Mulney cut him off. No! You ain't getting away from Durham the Worm ever again, no sir. Sides, I kind of like her. She's soft and pretty. She'll squish real nice when the time comes, Mulney said. Billy turned, tears welling up in his eyes. But you promised! You said... Mulney spun around. None of that matters. All that matters is in the cage with you. I'm tired of explaining things to you, Mulney said, as he rushed up on Billy and grabbed his arm. He pressed him against the cage as he fumbled for the key. Opening the cage door, he flung Billy in and slammed the door shut behind him. Billy jumped at the door as Mulney locked it. It will do you no good. They know where the house is, and they're coming. Mulney laughed as he stuffed the keys in his pocket. Not to worry about that, my precious love. Soon as those monsters outside clear out, we're leaving. Before morning, before your precious friends get here, Mulney said, grasping the cage. What you want to go with them for anyway, Billy Nilly? They can't love you like I can, he said. Mulney stared at the floor, letting his hands drop to his sides as he turned away. We're going far from here, where it'll just be us, just be us till the time comes, Mulney said as he turned and started up the stairs. He flipped the switch and the light fled the room. In the dark, Billy held Jordan and rocked her gently. 